Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. And we're joined again by the amazing Pastor Mike Ware, mixing it up again today. Mike, we're so glad to have you with us, uh, streaming in from Denver, Colorado area. You know, I don't get out there much unless I am going to go snow skiing. Do you snow ski or do you I, just hike? I've done all of those. I ski, then I all- backpack, I take horses in the mountains, I fish, I hunt, you name it, and I probably have done it. You know, the last time I was in your area doing some snow skiing, uh, I just didn't feel like I had enough challenge in my life. So I felt the need to get up on one of those blue slopes and put my poles in one hand and my iPhone in the other hand and videotape the slope as I went down. And I'm sitting there thinking, if I lose this phone, if I crash, this iPhone is gone. <laughs> I, I don't know. I did it, but I didn't. The good news is I didn't crash. I survived, and I got the coolest video of going down this blue slope with my iPhone <laughs> catching it all. <laughs> a lot of people I'm sure there's a better way. Well, a lot of people crash, and it looks like a garage sale behind them. You know, goggles <laughs> flying off, these boots, gloves. <laughs> it, it is so true. It is so true. Hey, I think I can use that as a transition to what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about discipleship and marriage. And a lot of people's marriage looks like when they crash on a snow ski slope and they've got boots and gloves and skis and goggles left all over the mountain. And we're going to help them today. <laughs> How's that for a transition? That's okay. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about discipleship in marriage, and let's start with what benefits are there for a married couple to become disciples together? And Mike, I think maybe even before we begin that, you've been married for a little while, haven't you? Uh, This June would be 47 years. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. So can you speak from 47 years of experience of a successful marriage? What are some of the benefits of a married couple becoming disciples together? Well, I'll just say this. I've learned what not to do by doing what I shouldn't have done. That's, <laughs> that's, that's I guess, a kind of a funny way of saying I'm still on the journey of learning about marriage and relationships. And just because you've been married a long time, just like even though you've been a disciple or at least a Christian for a long time, that doesn't mean you know everything. But, uh, you know, the Bible says when two are married, they become one flesh. So I think it's important to be, if you say, you know, using the terms as you were using, being discipled together. I think growing in Christ together is important. Of course, Jeannie and I have always gone to church, even before we were in ministry. We always went to church every time the doors were open, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, when, you know, they had multiple church services during the week and, of course, on Sundays. And so we were there for all of them. And our kids were there as we started having kids. And we just walked this path together. Uh, and I think it's really helped us to survive 47 years of marriage. Because, you know, marriage is made up of two imperfect people, but the union itself is perfect in the eyes of God. And so for us to have uh, any kind of a relationship, you know, to, to at least have Christ in the center of our home as the common denominator really solves a lot of problems and helps us solve a lot of problems. Mm. You know, uh, my wife, Holly, and I, that. When we look at our marriage and we say, what is the secret to success? 
It's what you just said there. It is having Christ at the center of the home. He is what we have built our marriage on. And he gives us, he gives us that common union to, to build on. Now, uh, I find that a lot of people that uh, come into church, they have a bit of a sticky wicket, a challenge, if you will. And I wanted to ask you about this. and Maybe you can give them some help. Um, let's say that you've got one person in the marriage that wants to grow in the Lord. They want to become a disciple. They want more. But then you've got another person in the marriage that really doesn't want that. They're satisfied with where they're at. They're not excited about going to church. They really don't want to grow in the Lord. Can you give some advice to the person who's saying, I want to grow in the Lord, but my spouse doesn't? Absolutely. We see this a lot. I know you see it a lot as a pastor. Uh, you know, a wife particularly wants to grow in the Lord. The, the husband wants to stay home, watch sports, or goes to church periodically just to make the wife happy. He may have a relationship with the Lord, but it's cursory. It's probably very immature or, or just not, there's no deep relationship. But I would say to the person that wants to grow in Christ is grow in Christ. Do what it takes to grow. I mean, you, you can't let the person who doesn't want to grow in Christ hold you back. And I think sometimes uh, a spouse will hold back uh, because, um, you know, the other one doesn't want them to go to church or doesn't want them to tithe or doesn't want them to do anything or serve in the house. And I would just say you need to find some mutual ground, but you got to re realize you are a child of Christ and obviously you want to grow. Uh, you hold your soul in your own hand, the scripture tells us. And so if you hold your soul in your own hand, you're responsible for your soul you're responsible for your maturity. And I personally am not going to allow uh, any anything to kind of hold me back from that. I mean, COVID, as we know, has held people back from being in church, but that didn't keep me from being part of the church or, 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 or being a believer. I mean, I still connected online. My walk with Christ deepened because I prayed more. Uh, I've spent more time reading in the scriptures. Uh, I wasn't able to be around a lot of people very much, but uh, my spiritual walk, I think, was deepened during that because it doesn't matter what your situation is, whether it's COVID, whether it's a spouse that's not interested in growing in Christ, you personally can grow in the Lord. I love it. And I, and I so appreciate um, that. You know, I find that even, um, even if you have two people, both husband and wife, who want to grow in the Lord, still, uh, I can't depend on her growth and she can't depend on my growth. R really, it's still a personal uh, issue and would you agree that you know if you if you if I'm growing in the Lord and she's growing in the Lord we're growing together do you find that recipe to work yeah I think that's probably accurate I mean I know a lot of couples that will spend the morning for 15 minutes or something reading maybe a chapter in the Bible and then talking about it uh, Jeannie and I've never really done that I mean our lives are so busy I mean I'm up early uh, by the time maybe she's up I've already had coffee, read the Bible, prayed, done all those things, and it started my day. And so really our schedules have not really allowed that over the many decades. But, uh, you know, every couple is different. Uh, Jeannie uh, is involved in all kinds of things with the church uh, and teaching Bible studies. Uh, I'm involved with things. We just finished the marriage class. We did a four-week marriage class for young couples at our church. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we do, we've done together to, to help people mature and to mature ourselves and of course things individually. But again, I think you're responsible for yourself. You know, my family's not going to go to heaven on my coattails. Uh, I mean, I hope I can be a model and example to them. So they give their own soul and life to Christ, but 
you know, I'm going to stand before God and account to him for my own personal life, not for everyone else's, but for my, for my own personal life. And so I hope that whenever I stand before the Lord, he says, well done, good and faithful servant, because I did well, but I did what I was supposed to do, but then I continued to try to grow in Christ. You know, Paul, the apostle said, I've not yet attained, but he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. And for that to happen, if you read maybe just a little bit before that verse, he says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward those marks. And so for us to really, you know, grow in Christ as a couple or as individuals, we just need to leave things behind and press toward the things of Christ. Because he's got a lot of great things ahead for us. My future is not behind me, it's in front of me. Mike, I so appreciate what you're saying. And um let me uh, let me close the podcast with by asking this question because you said that you just um, had uh, a, a time where you were helping the younger generation. Uh, so you know, at this stage of life, you're a, you're a father and a grandfather, both biologically and in the faith, which is just awesome, right? And and I find that that uh, younger marrieds need these models and an example. So, what advice? would you give to younger marrieds today in the current culture and generation that they're in about marriage and discipleship? Well, I would just, I would not always listen to your peers because they're still in the learning curve with you. I think I would look for others that have been married for a long time that have modeled their marriage and uh, glean from them. I know that's hard because a lot of young couples are never around the older couples. And so for like, you know, I was saying that Jeannie and I did this marriage class. We had quite a few people that attended. And, and I mean, they didn't miss one class. It was really amazing. And uh, they, they were just hungry for more. They so appreciated somebody downloading, if you will, their years of experience. And, you know, just because you've been married a long time doesn't mean you've been successful. I mean, I mean we've had our moments like every couple does, but we've learned how to get through them. And I, I think a young couple needs to know that no matter what you're dealing with, uh, in a marriage, early marriage, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can make it. I mean, everybody can make it. The first two to first two years are the most critical, I think, of any marriage. And if you can survive past seven, you probably have a good shot of uh, making it to the end of the journey here. And so for us, you know, we made a decision a long time ago that divorce was out of the question. Murder was still on the table, but divorce was <laughs> out of the question. <laughs> and and uh, that's tongue in cheek. I'm sure you know that. But uh, we decided we weren't going to get divorced. We we're going to stay married at all costs. And that's what we've done. And I'm sure it's crossed both of our minds uh, in those early years. But I'm glad we've done it. I'm looking forward to shuffling my way through life, the end of my journey with Jeannie on my arm. And, uh, and we're going to have a good time and laugh our way through and, uh, and then stand before Christ. Mike, I so appreciate you being with us today. Mike and Jeannie are also going to be with us on April 18th. That's a Saturday. And they'll be with us from 9 until about 2 uh, p.m. on that Saturday. If you're listening to this, we want to invite you to come. And one of the sessions is going to be on marriage in ministry and discipleship and how to make your marriage work as you do ministry. And so it's not to be missed. We just encourage you to come be a part. That is Saturday, April 18th. Put it on Actually, your calendar. Saturday, and, April and, 17th. So sorry, 17th sorry, is looking, the Saturday. 18th is the Sunday. 
I feel like this is why I need guys like uh, Jared around me. I, I need <laughs> I need people to help me with these. You're right. So this is yes. Saturday, April 17th. Yes. They're going to preach on a Sunday, April 18th. Okay. Mm -hmm. So come and be a part and, and it's not to be missed. We'll do uh, a couple more podcasts with him and then they will be joining us that weekend. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in person or at 1045 in person or on our YouTube with our live stream community.